good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another edition of the Blacksmith's Furnace. With your boy Pete. Man that Mo out here. Yep, yep, yep. Um Robert couldn't make it today with very good reason, so we're not even gonna slander him. Um You had to I was, I was fully about to go in on it, but <laughs> he did have good reasons. He did, yeah, yeah, he did. So I thought I thought we'll, we'll allow him today. We'll allow him today. Um <laughs> But so not sorry. First one of the new year. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, is, is, are we are we just firing at each other then? Do you know I yeah. actually really enjoy this like random shots one. Like, I know. Yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Alright. So uh, that, that was that was entirely muscle memory as well. I haven't even thought of a question. So, <laughs> I completely forgot about saying that sorry until we started, and then it's like, okay, yeah, I got something that's sorry. Um, Alright, I've already so, written down the question. So. Oh damn! Alright. Um, uh, I wrote it, I wrote this down yesterday based on our conversation. Right. Okay. Um, but should I should I fire off or yeah, 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 should I give yeah. you a hot sec to think about a question? No, no, no. Fire off. I'll think of one as um one as right. answer. So my question is, at what point do you call out a church? And mm. um, it's more so. I, I know we weren't really trying to like give these guys promotion and them things there, but in, like in the wake of like the Spacks and mm, like Creflo yeah. churches and them things there, mm. I remember that initially, like I was very quick off the bat to be like, nah, there's something wrong with this. Mm. And you were very hesitant to, to almost taint it until there, it was clear that something's wrong. Mm. Um, you're very much that gracious guy where it's just like, nah, if, can we see fruit? Even if the fruit doesn't look the way that we think it should look, can we mm. still see fruit? Where mm. I'm just like, nah, I'm seeing all of these errors. I'm seeing all of these signs. I'm mm. calling it out from, mm. from like off the scratch. And if we yeah. see signs, then I'm like, cool. So it's like, what, at what point do you think that it's safe mm. to call out a church? And my main reasoning behind this is, looking also at the the potential people who may fall susceptible to this church mm, mm. so i think like personally i i always he- he- <clears throat> oh my god sorry <laughs> i always hesitate so guys i'm not i'm like down with a flu like crazy in bed shivering calm down so forgive my voice forgive me if i cough um but yeah um I- i'm always hesitant because i feel unfortunately people tie in especially today people tie in their salvation so much so close to their churches and to you know their favorite pastors and and whatnot and i'm always mindful to not be the one to cause one to stumble without um without providing like if i'm going to say your church is bad i need to be able to suggest you know a a good church if that makes sense Mm. Um, so I think that's that's one criteria for me where it's like I, in the midst of you know where where God God works in the midst of things you know and so if even Paul is able to say yo some people preach for their own benefit and literally preach for the wrong reasons but he's cool so long as the word is being preached mm. then I think it's like okay is there any element of the gospel being preached here and if there is then that will that will cause me to hesitate a little bit. However, I think we we, we, we because of today's cancel culture, we're so quick. We're so quick sometimes 
to hear a clip or hear like a, a five second, you know, yeah. thing of someone saying something. And if they've got any sort of reputation, then, you know, automatically you just cast them in the bin. And I think that's too quick. I think that's far too quick. I would, I think that the, the point at which you call them out is when you've, you've heard um, enough bad doctrine to cause someone to fall away or, or to cause someone to like, it's, it's not even Christ being preached. It's a cult. It's, it's, it's something else. Altogether. That's where I think we call them out. But if Christ is being preached in some way, means or form, even for the wrong reasons, I feel God can work through it. And I will call out again. I, I actually will call out the doctrine, but I, I hesitate to call out like the church or the people, if that makes sense. I find it very concerning simply because it's like even taking a cult, for example, there have been cults where people have ended up killing themselves. Yeah. Um, people have been so sucked into it that sounding the alarm in the latter stages almost doesn't do anything mm. because they've already been sucked into it. And it's almost like firefighting when the fire is is a raging blaze right now when we could have snuffed out the embers Mm, mm. but i I recognize your concern and your caution in terms of council council culture but Mm. i do also see the consistent um advice within the bible not even advice but almost a command within the bible where it's like yo call and this is i think this is where you're coming from as well call out bad teaching Mm. And it's like, whenever you get to the point where you're like, nah, these are the flaws of the teaching, I can be like, all right, these are the reasons why I think that you're in the error. Mm. Um, But I also feel that I've also realized or have experienced periods of like discerning. So I'll just see something or come across something and be like, nah, there's something iffy about this. Mm. Even without being able to put my finger on it and Mm. just be like, it just doesn't sit right. And it's like everything else almost reaffirms it. Now, I know that we can't go around counselling, counselling, especially churches, just because it doesn't feel right. Because then anyone can go to any church and be like, this church don't feel right, I'm going to cancel it. Mm. There needs to be like criteria and stuff like that to actually be able to do this. But I, I'm, I'm hesitant to leave it too late. Because mm, mm. I very much not necessarily look at the church, but I look at the congregation within the church and I'm like, what impact has this had on them? Mm, mm. I think yeah yeah. well because my my delay isn't necessarily time but it's based on um information so I I I wouldn't delay and say oh you know for x amount of time or or wait until it's it's turned into a call it's wait until you have enough information to Mm. say that this is a call if that makes sense um and so and I think there's of course there's room for discernment as one of the gifts given for the education of the bodies, of course, there's room mm. for that. Um, but I, I just think it's it's a matter of acquisition of information, making sure you have enough information to say this is actually not in line with the word, as opposed to off of you know a five minute clip or a two minute clip of a hour long sermon. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's like if you if you had issues with like the doctrine, mm. but for the most part, the people that you knew that went to the church all seemed mm. in the meantime to be displaying fruit in mm. line with the gospel. Mm. How would that then affect or influence your calling the church out? 
Yeah, well, that was that was actually one of the situations we had where I knew a person who had gone from um, Pentecost to SPAC Nation, mm-hmm. and yeah, they were, you know, I met them again how many years later, and they're talking about things with God, and, and like they're literally, you know, they're literally being, um, you can see, you can see, okay, this person's changed, but then, you know, later on, I go and find out that <laughs> they've been told their mom or something is a witch, and so they cut themselves off from family. I was like, oh, so I've got some learning to, I've got some learning to do in that area because I, I tend to be wanting to not call it out, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. that's that's my original disposition is not calling it out, uh, as opposed to, um, yeah, you know, being quick on the trigger. So I, I've got some learning to to do there, and maybe be more inquisitive or, or figure out because it's easy to have the trappings of um of of fruits if that makes sense. There's mm-hmm. there's things we know to talk about, there's things we know to say yeah, to make us yeah. look like we we're, we're doing something right. But then it's when you go deep, when you dig a little deeper in the surface that you realise, oh actually you've just got the semblings of a mm. uh, of, of of truth. But you, you don't actually know the power. Do you know what? This is actually an interesting flip. But mm. as you were talking, I was like, we, um, for the two of us, not even, and Robert as well, we are veering into the um, positions of church leadership, if not already in it. Mm. And the question dawned on me is, as a leader, at what point would you like to be called out if something was wrong in your church? Mm, I think as a leader in the place, it's a lot easier for me. Anyway, it's a lot easier um, mm. because you are there and you've got all the information. And like I said, for me, it's always been about information, having enough information to know. So as a leader that's there, I think it's a lot easier because you can see what might be going wrong. You can see what might not be in alignment and call it out a lot easier from within. If that yeah. makes sense. So I actually, I actually think that's a, a lot of an easier thing to do. Um, Again, it depends on the culture. If if you're in a church culture that very much reveres the top guy, and you know, yeah. you yeah. you start talking against it, and you're like the defector, then you know it's, it's a tough situation. But I think from within, it's a lot easier. No, what no, what I mean is not necessarily you calling out the church from the mm. leadership position, but somebody else coming to you to call out the church. Okay. So it's like you're you're on the eldership team or whatever, and people mm. have seen concerning signs, and mm. they're like, mm. "Yo, like these these things are concerning." Mm. And at what point would it be like? Oh, I just I have this sense that this is happening, brother. Obviously, you, know, you would have more information, you would have more insight into the things that are happening, yeah. and knowing you, like you like the challenge, you like people calling out things when it doesn't necessarily line up with the word and stuff but i know that there's some leaders who actually absolutely despise it and they're like mm. i'm i'm the leader you're the lay person you can't tell me anything yeah i'm the prophet you're just you're just whoever mm. um but for you at what point would you like to be challenged oh uh, for, for me i think it should be an open door i think it should be as soon as you have any concerns come like i, I feel that like that should be the leadership it's like yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're literally a revolving door policy, like, come through as soon as you have any concerns, if that makes sense. Mm. Because if we're if we're doing the right thing, then we should be able to address those. Yeah. And if we're not, then, you know, we should be humble enough to recognise. Yeah. 
that I we guess are. that's where integrity kind of comes yeah, into it. Yeah, yeah, and and you know I've met some people that are open to you know he's a head pastor but he's open to you challenging his doctrine, and if he's wrong he's like oh okay I never thought about it like that and he'll go and study and he'll he will uh, you know he will adjust his his doctrine mm. according to the correction. I've heard um I know you don't you don't particularly rock with this guy Joseph Prince talk about. Yeah how he's grown and some of his doctrine has been corrected and you know he'll preach and he'll mention what he thought before and what he learned after that made it wrong and you can see like okay there's been a growth mm, in, okay. in, in nah, I like that. I like that yeah. you're selling him to me I like that because <laughs> I, I think I did have some issues with it mm. and this this will sound a bit iffy but mm. his his emphasis on grace and the reason I say it sounds iffy is, is grace, isn't it? Like Jesus came that we may have grace and stuff. Yeah. But it's it nullifies everything else from the perspective of there's still a response from us that is re- required. And some some of his preaching sometimes veered onto the name it, claim it sort of teachings mm, mm. Um, where I was just like, mm. but again, I know that to some degree there is room within that because God is like, if you have something, of need like come to me and if you're in my will like everything like that i know what you have need of and stuff mm. um so yeah i know yeah but mm. that's is is good and it's nice to kind of hear that that definitely gives me some reassurance as to him as a preacher and stuff yeah i mean i mean he is heavy on the grace and i think especially when you come from like a john piper type. yeah 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 because <laughs> john piper can sometimes be a bit harsh but fam, the reform, i think the reform, it's fam yeah. paul washer yeah, oh, he's yeah, he's on a different level, isn't he? Wow. Yeah, but I yeah. think it's um, it's it's two sides of the same of the same yeah. river, just yeah. you know, at different extremes, kind of. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I like about Joseph Prince is he does point you to the word, so that's the thing. It's like he might be talking heavy about it, but he'll be you know he'll be breaking down to word, and you'll be like, okay, okay, seeing it, and you can see sort of where. Maybe there's a bit of an emphasis on something that might not necessarily be, you know, needed. But it's like, okay, mm. kind of. And obviously, you've got to think about where he's coming from, where he's preaching yeah. to you, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. I'm happy with that. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay. Female leadership. <laughs> you asked. You asked last time. Um, yeah. And I don't. I don't think you actually gave your response. No, I, I think, didn't. I didn't. No. All right. Just so. Around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so let me put you on blast, on blast then. Female ah, leadership in the church. Ah, What's your thoughts? It's an abomination. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I'm about to get stoned. Um, <laughs> no, it's looking at me like, tread carefully, Dad. Um, yeah, I still don't know where I stand on it. Mm. Um, and it, it's fundamentally because... Um, okay, so I think... The overall rule of a church, I think, should be should be the male's position, mm. um, because the leadership of the church, from the description in um, throughout the New Testament, reflects the marital household, mm. and within the marital household, there's this established um, pattern of the man being the head of the household. Yeah. But this doesn't diminish the importance or value or worth of the woman. Mm-hmm. But rather it's that we love the woman. We love our brides, our wives, as Christ loves the church. Mm. And that the wife almost reflects the church's love towards um, their saviour yeah. um, within their submission. 
and so I kind of see the same within it. But it's not from the position of, um, and the thing that I think I struggle with is the command for women to not talk in the church or not to have any. I think when it says no authority over a man within the church, I think it's overall leadership. So it's like the main pastor or the main whatever, um, the main leader. I would say that responsibility goes over to a man. But in the same way that Paul had women like ministering with him, um, mm. there was a married couple. I think it was Apollos and Aquilus. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Like they were a married couple walking around, preach, like traveling, preaching. Mm. And so there is space and room yeah. for women to be in ministry. Mm. Mm. To, because um, even like, Paul was, you know, I think in Romans, it was like, oh, thank Phoebe for all of her work yeah, and this yeah. and that. And so there is space for women in ministry. But mm. I think the overall leadership of a church has been reserved for a man. Mm. Um, and not even reserved for a man, but it's been reserved for the eldership. Because I would always argue that it's not just one person's role. Mm. Um, yeah. And I think... Like a five-fold panel at the yeah, top, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And this is where I'm hesitant because I'm like, now, is that eldership board meant to be exclusively men? Mm. Because that's the pattern that we see within the Bible. Mm. Mm. Um, but if and if it is, then how does that honor the position that women hold? Because mm. as even as Jesus was walking around, so Jesus traveled with 12 male apostles. Yeah. But I believe in the book of John, it says that, no, not John, but one of them anyways, it says um, he had women who ministered unto him and provided financially for yeah. his ministry. Yeah. And yeah. so there was a recognition that, yo, like, for him to actually do what he's doing, mm. there was a necessity of, for the women that actually supported him. Mm. Um, and so even just that little line, I think it's vital in showing the role that women played um, mm. within the ministry of Jesus mm. um, but it doesn't negate that Jesus didn't pick women as apostles, apostles. Mm. and so yeah it, it's that's where I feel happy to park it for the minute mm. where it's like I think the overall governance of a church has been reserved for men mm. so the eldership board the uh, overall leadership team has been reserved for a men mm. reserved for men but that doesn't devalue or reduce um the value and the worth that women bring to the table i don't know how as i said i don't know how to reconcile the notion of women don't talk mm. um within the church because i think there's a lot of contextual uh, influence to that mm. um because even as Paul was going around in his uh, ministry, uh, missionary work. Even as Peter, uh, Paul was going around in his missionary work, um, he, he would go to different places and he would specify um, the prominent women in the place believed in or the Jews had to go speak to the prominent women in order to actually like start persecuting him, mm. which then shows how much influence that women held within some of these communities. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been argued that in Corinth, 
the deity that they used to worship indigenously was a woman mm. and in her temple there were only female priests mm. so the females held so females mm. held like mm. preeminence they were held um, in high esteem within mm. that community um, and so they tried to replicate the same model within in the church, church. Mm. and that's mm. why he came down so hard yeah. saying that women should not talk yeah. almost yeah. go into the other end of the pendulum to re-establish mm. some sort of balance mm. Mm. Um, but again that doesn't negate what he says in um, Timothy mm. so but Timothy just says and don't permit a woman to have authority over a man yeah where was Timothy at the time though I, I think it was in Crete no, that's, I think that's Titus. Titus was in Crete. Mm. I don't know where Timothy was. Um, but I mm. think Timothy's one speaks more so to the overall governance. Yeah, yeah. Whilst um, the Corinthians speaks more so to just... And if the system is, is true in terms of um, the deity and priestesses and stuff like that, it makes a bit more sense. It certainly does, yeah. Why yeah. he came down so harsh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they were the ones that were being accused of trying to mingle. Um, when he said, what union just sacred had with um, the ungodly? Mm. That's been used a lot to for uh, marriages. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in the right context. Yeah. But yeah. Um, um, so yeah, mm. there's, there's a lot of insight there if yeah, that yeah. Um, contextual information is true which That's i believe it is competent bible study yeah <laughs> if that contextual information is true and the reason i believe it is is because the person who shared it was actually like studying biblical history mm. so i was like okay i can i can take you as a as a good source yeah yeah same same Cool. Okay, I'm happy with that. Well, I'm actually very happy with that, especially as um when you asked, we didn't get it, and I I kind of we'd kind of forgotten. So yeah. it's nice to hear your your take on it. Cool. All right. That's sorry, not sorry. Almost half of the podcast. Wow. <laughs> um. Okay. So for context, um, today is the 12th of January. I is believe. it? Oh. Is it 12? Yeah, it is. Sometimes. Yeah, 12th of January. I know that people know of what we're going to talk about because it's been trending number one on YouTube. Oh, is it? Is it uh, the Clash? It is the Clash. Come it is on. the Clash. Hey, how are we? How are we? Talk, <laughs> how are we podcasting on Grind? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing because I was conflicted. I am conflicted when it comes to the wily, um, stormsy sort of clash, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I said in the group, so we've got a group that we talk about that, yeah, whatever. Um, and you try to call me out on whether or not I know what's going on because you think I'm an old man <laughs> when I, I proved you wrong. Um, I mentioned that I felt Stormzy was starting to represent something more, mm-hmm. and that going back to all this, you know, cussing each other out and calling for fights and, and, and everything, mm-hmm. I felt was a step back. However, I also find myself, you know, almost just as excited for the, you know, Idiot's Gangman 2, or they're still disappointed <laughs> on the, the Idiot's Gangman 3, which yeah. he's obviously not too creative in his namings. Um, no. You know, <laughs> and then now... 
<laughs> now we're sort of waiting for Stones' reply. I believe he hasn't yeah. seen it. Yeah. No, not that, um, not that I've seen. But, yeah, I wanted to talk about the conflict because, well, my conflict in that when we see people, when, when, when there's beef, mm-hmm. you know, when there's any sort of, like, rap, grime, any sort of hip-hop beef, mm-hmm. it's insulting each other, it's calling for fights, it's, it's, it's very... It can sound very violent, and for the most part, people just hope it doesn't escalate from there. Mm-hmm. But we have seen it do so before. Yeah. yeah. What do you say to yourself and to me and to us lot who are Christian oh, but are also, you know, unfortunately excited by it when it's not at all necessarily positive? I, bro, like, I, you know, I generally am like surprised that you are having this dilemma. Because I only okay. see it, I see it as sparring. Mm. Where it's, we are not, because for the most part, this is just a publicity stunt. Because mm. Wiley's while, while got an album dropping. Yeah, yeah, if you found out later. Drops, yeah, it drops in about five days. Yeah. And Storms is about to go on tour. Yeah. And even with Dot Rotten, most of the tracks that he was dropping, like, back to back like that, it turns out that he's dropping an album. Mm. So these are tracks from his album. Mm. So the 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 thumbnails on YouTube they've all changed okay. the titles of his album. So it's like these are all almost like promo, mm. and this this is very much a part of the culture. So mm. we'll see like um, Jaru and Fifty Cent going at it, just like taking jabs at each other. Two twos, they've dropped an album. Or Chipmunk when he was making a comeback started warring Bugsy Malone and Youngin and stuff like that, and then he dropped like two albums right after it. Mm. Now, if he hadn't have done that, no one would have been privy of him even coming back. Mm. And mm. Wiley's doing the same thing. So I almost see it as this is sparring, getting a buzz, creating a buzz for the genre and creating mm. a buzz around their name for when their music drops. But again, even with sparring, we've both seen sparring where someone got punched and they got winded and then mm. like it just it just turns yeah. serious. It's yeah. no longer a spar. No. And I feel like so even in terms of like um, 50 Cent and the game, yeah, that turned violent. In terms well, of even, even 50 Cent and Ja Rule, that yeah. turned violent. Oh, um, um, Biggie and Tupac, that turned violent. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like the culture is with we're, we're just like battle rapping, mm. and that's that. Yeah. So I almost see it as like even with the best of intentions, things someone can land a low blow somewhere intentionally or unintentionally and things can go south mm, mm. so there's always that caution in that yeah this this is always good fun it's a spa like they're they're, they're almost athletes and mm. they're training themselves in this there's only so much that you can do within within like hatters and forms and stuff but sometimes you need to get into the ring to yeah. train yourself mm. um and for the most part even when they are not clashing most of their bars are I'm better than this boy or them man are idiots or whatever this and that and mm. it's a hypothetical them mm, mm. or it's an implied them rather than an actual person so even when they're not sending for anyone mm. they're still sending for someone mm, mm, mm. so yeah yeah that's that's how I've almost lied to myself to make it more palatable <laughs> yeah yeah well so for me because like I'm, I'm sure you probably watch battle rap as well mm-hmm and I see it as somewhat different because if 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 not for like 
with with the wily stormsy stuff sometimes it feels like they're saying things so personal they're talking about their moms mm-hmm. they're yeah you know at some point like it's like well if i see your mom here where she, she has been you know i will do this oh, exactly yeah. so it's like hmm at some point it feels a bit more it feels like they mean some of the things they say mm. and I, I struggled because I, I felt, especially with, like, the um, elections and, you know, Stormzy was, like like you said, he was BBC Breakfast and he was, mm-hmm. you know, suggesting people vote and all of that. Yeah. And I feel like he sort of transcended the the drill, grime, I'm just going to beat you. And he was making music. He was make, he was talking about things, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. What's it called? The, the, the album that you guys loved where he was... Blinded by grace or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah gang signs and prayers. Yes, yeah. He was talking about legitimate things. Heavy, heavy hands, like heavy hands ahead. I haven't heard. Yeah, yeah, I haven't but, heard that either. Yeah, it seemed like he was talking about real things. So when this sort of came up, and it was like, and he's smoking and he's drinking, and it's like, oh, okay, we've kind of gone back to. <laughs> you sound like an African dad. I do sound like African, I do sound. I do sound very old. Very, you know. <laughs> But it, it sounded like okay, you're back on the streets. We're, we're it sounded like if I see you, we're gonna fight, and yeah. we've seen it escalate. And so yeah, I was I just I just struggled to see it as just a spa because I feel like if you want to just spa, we go to just spa, um, and you know we're in an environment like when battle up, and even then it does get personal. It does mm-hmm. get you know um, mm-hmm. a bit crazy, but like the rules are a little bit more defined. Whereas here it was like, and and apparently it wasn't even that new it's they've been they've been you know beefing before sort of thing yeah like wiley's been sending digs at everyone Mm. so wiley wiley was sending digs at um wiley was sending digs at um drake skepta ed sheeran like he was sending digs at everyone and everyone just kept on like just ignoring him Mm. so he's been doing it for a while but Mm. i think when he dropped the music when he dropped the the track, yeah, that's when Stormzy was like, "All right, cool, like we're gonna do something about this." Mm. Um, am, am I am I wrong as well for feeling like man's forty years old? Like, yeah, he's he's a I, big man. I feel a bit. I feel a way about that though. I feel like, do you know what? Like, every everyone is saying like, Wiley is just. Well, I say everyone. Most of the people that I'm talking to and stuff, they're like, "Oh, Wiley, you're an old man. Like, what are you doing?" Mm. you're literally going against someone who's like half your age yeah um and it's like in his videos this guy is doing dance moves and i'm just like fam this is so cringe (laughs) this is so cringe um but he did send out a tweet that was talking about clashing is where grime started from Mm. so like lord of the mics and stuff like that and he's like he's good to go back there um i feel kind of the same in the sense of Yes, like Wiley has like was musically evolving to a degree. If I if I say that, like mm. not so much about where he's coming from, but where he is now. Mm. And even in an interview, he did say that he was like he feels fake rapping about rapping from a perspective of where he was at before, because mm. he's no longer there. He's no longer this hungry guy from Croydon. Mm. No, like. He's 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 moved. He's got a big. He's got like like he's in a much better place. Mm. So he's making music which is authentic to him where he's mm. at at the minute, and mm. it, it shows. Um, but I feel like it still doesn't negate like 
the where it started from. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like even with Kyokushin, like you mm-hmm. can level up, you can go. When, when I say level up, I mean you can gain a reputation for yourself. You can try to make it classy. Mm. But every now and then, you, every now and again, you need to remind yourself that yo, like this is about kicking man in his face. Mm. You know, like that, and that's that's how I kind of see it. So even if mm. you level up okay. and you change the the presentation of what mm. you're doing, it mm. still doesn't negate its origin. It still doesn't right. negate yeah. where where it kind of comes from. So it's almost mm. like um, like drill music was very much around like guns and drugs and violence and blah 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 yeah and now um there's a new track where i was listening to the interview last yesterday i believe on the radio it was talking about yeah this is almost like a new sound of drill Mm. where it's a bit more emotional and blah 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 but even as you listen to it you can still hear the remnants of the violence and stuff like that Mm. and i'm just like i hear you but there's still the retention of mm. the very thing that people have found issues with when it comes mm. to this music, this uh, music genre. Mm. And so we can try to veer away from it. But when we come back to it, it's always a sense in which, and I think this, um, this, almost, this also is almost in line with when we corrupt something that God has made, mm. it doesn't make that thing corrupt. It makes our version of it corrupt. We can go back to its right. original intention. Mm. 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 Um, so yeah, like marriage, we may have corrupted it in different ways, but we can always still go back to its original intention mm. and honour that. And mm. that's still being valid, mm. irrespective mm. of how, how far we, we veered with it. Um, mm. And I feel it's kind of the same. So yeah, it's, I, I enjoy the Stormzy now in terms of the, the Still Disappointed tracks. Mm. Um, I enjoy it. And as I said, I've, I grew up on grime from secondary school days all the way up to now, arguably. Mm. And so I remember like being in, in school, listening to boys like live rapping in, in the playground and stuff like that, just having, mm. having battles. And it's like that buzz. And it's like they, they will be going ham, just going at each other. Mm. And then right afterwards, they're spotting, they're like laughing, and the people are like, "Oh, this line was sick, that line was sick," and then like yeah. just reiterating and just keeping it going. Mm. And so yes, like some horrendous stuff was being said, but mm. all the time we knew that half of it were, was lies. Mm. Like mm. you didn't really snatch from Stormzy's mum's wig off her head. Mm. Um, like yeah, and even like Stormzy was talking about bending over Wiley's mum. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And I was like, you didn't really do that. Mm. Mm. Um, so, so, yeah. so let, let me then bring it to, you know, and that's sort of the same thing with hip hop. It's always been, I'm better than you and I've got more than you and stuff like that. So what about if you saw or when we've seen something like this in Christian hip hop? Do you feel the same? Um, yeah, I like that flip, you know. <laughs> I like that flip. You're pagan for that flip. Because like <laughs> um, we've seen it before, haven't we? we yeah, we've had yeah. something. Yeah. And I think I find it problematic within Mm. christian hip-hop simply because that's where the genre came from Mm. actually no that's not where the genre came from actually because if we see like run dmc and all of them man there like that's not necessarily the message that they were coming with but those were almost like the the grassroots of hip-hop but when hip-hop really took took off was in like the 
battle arenas and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Hip hop was essentially like they just needed a hype man over the DJ. Mm, and mm. then it's like yeah so even when we listen to like one dmc's bars and stuff in as much as they're seen as like the godfathers of rap their rhymes are very basic yeah it was more b-boy culture yeah stuff, yeah culture as well yeah yeah but mm. in terms of lyricism and stuff like this it's very much around like battle proving yourself you know, so like, yeah i feel we come with a totally different message mm-hmm. we come with a totally different angle totally different like we are to be distinguished <coughs> based on what we talk about what we say how we act mm. and if we are not distinguished in our music and i say distinguished loosely because some people are like being not off the world like that um, we don't see anywhere in the bible people worshiping to rap so you, I'm just like, but where in the Bible did they have access to 808s, to hi-hats and snares? Like, where, where? But they, where? they have no idea how the songs in the Bible were going. Like there's no musical <laughs> sheet, sheet paper. We know yeah, that they're... the songs were sung. We don't know how they were sung. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and so in trying to be, some people in trying to be separate from the world almost try to throw the baby out with the bathwater and mm-hmm. cast away everything that they see in the world and i'm just like mm-hmm. that's not necessarily what the scripture is talking about yeah um but i do believe that as the bible is like let not any foul word come from your mouth do, yeah. if you're gonna boast boast not in what you've achieved but rather in the grace and what god has achieved and stuff like that and i'm just like if we take seriously what the bible calls us to do we won't be trying to one-up people in gospel songs mm-hmm. We won't be trying to prove ourselves in gospel songs. Um, And so, yeah, for me, that raises a red flag simply because of the the reason why we are Mm. making this song. Mm. I think when I used to write bars, I found it very fun back in the day. With with flex, but okay. (laughs) When I used to write bars, I found it very difficult Mm. writing just without saying I'm better than them man or because it's just it was just so a part of everything mm. and I know that some people are like uh I'm going to be a conscious rapper I'm going to talk about this and that that's good for you in it but um <laughs> it's like even when you listen to like the um, commercial conscious, conscious rappers now so like the Kendricks to say commercial now, when I say commercial, I mean like like he's he's popular. You're only conscious because it's making you money, isn't it? You know, like that. Um, like Stress. even Wretch and them man there. Like mm. them man will, them man can tell a good story. They won't hesitate to prove how good they are, mm. or even like allude to how good they are in their work. Mm. And so it's so it's almost synonymous with with secular um, music. Mm, mm. Um, where you're elevating yourself but in gospel we're elevating somebody else we're elevating Jesus mm, mm, mm. and if he is the focal point I don't want to hear about you mm. well uh, and also we do see you know we do see some if, if hip-hop is boasting we do see some boasting but you'll find they boast about like Paul said you know their shortcomings and yeah. where God yeah. held them yeah. out and yeah yeah Mm, and it's like, okay. and in saying I don't want to hear about you, it's not necessarily negating testimonial yeah, yeah. songs and stuff like yeah. that, where it's like you're singing or preaching or something that God has done in your life. Like that's mm. perfectly fine. Mm. But if you're like, I'm like that pastor that was like, write this down. If you go to heaven and you don't see me there, you're not in heaven. You've gone to hell. 
Oh, I, don't, okay. I don't, bro. He said it with his whole chest. With right. his whole chest. I'm like, good, good luck, bro. I'm like, yeah, this, this, this is problematic. Yeah, I've heard pastors saying, I've heard reports of pastors saying that they're bigger than Jesus. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm just at the point where I'm just like, well, what, what do you say to this? But we're getting. To, that right there is just getting to a point of, as um, Bible would say, Antichrist and stuff like that, like yeah. denouncing. And I'm just like, cool, like if that's you, that's you in it. But mm. I'm not going to your church. <laughs> um, and the same, the same relates to music. I'm not listening mm. to your music. I want to hear about Jesus. Mm. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's the line that I would draw in mm. terms of secular hip hop and Christian hip hop, or secular music and Christian music, mm. where secular music is very much about earthly things and gospel music is very much about heavenly things should be about the gospel yeah, yeah. Mm. so let's yeah, whatever let's form that, that is yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah okay ah cool cool um uh, look first episode of 2020 we can't go without talking about like resolutions or goals or yeah. them and them, them sort of thing new you new me didn't want to say that come on no that's, that's not it it's new year new you isn't it yeah new year new me so just just even off though the it's top. like <laughs> just off the top any any goals you're willing to share maybe keep yourself accountable by you know putting it out there um i think we mentioned this in terms of legacy yeah in the last one was like what legacy would i like to live mm. leave and i think my but i'm goal, talking practical things though like yeah yeah, so this year. yeah. i think for, uh, in terms of my goal mm. is literally to cut off the fat just okay. after fat formed in and practically what that looks like is um being intentional about praying into mm. what god wants me to do mm. and like r- not necessarily right write down the vision and make it clear no nah, <laughs> not necessarily that yo shade <laughs> twitter shade man damn bro you, you bit yourself up um <laughs> just, just slash, splash that part out um no nah, but um is more so just being intentional about that. And so it's like, um, in terms of my fitness, mm. um, just forgetting the whole notion of I'm trying to get to a certain weight, forget that notion. Cause that's the notion I had last year, mm. but this year it's just, I want to, so yeah, I think the summation of my goal for this year is to be a faithful steward mm. and to be a faithful steward, I need to know the person who's and like entrusted me with stuff to do. Mm. Um, so that's that's like primary. But mm. then to be a faithful husband, to be a faithful um, father, son, mm. servant, mm. Um, just even as an artist, to be a faithful artist. And it's like recognizing that in order to do these things, I need to take care of myself physically. I need mm. to be able to be in good physical condition. And so putting them things in place and it's like, it's not about the weight. It's not about the muscles. It's just, it's a tool to be able to do what God is calling me to do. Yeah. So ensuring I'm doing this. So yeah, it's like just going down to the basics and just like, all right, what do I feel God has called me to do? How do I feel like God has called me to live? What do mm. I need to do mm. in order to do this? Knowing that it isn't me, but mm. rather um, I'm partnering with God in this work. So he's mm. leading me and I'm simply just saying yes. Mm. So practical things is like trying to go to the gym three times a week, minimum twice, maximum three times a week. Mm. Um, like being more consistent with Bible study. Mm. Be more consistent with reading the Bible. 
um, being more consistent with um, with like artistic development mm-hmm. outside of the realms of I'm getting money from this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, stuff like that, and then being intentional about um, being present with my family. Mm-hmm. So it's like when Leia comes back from school, working in such a way that I, I am able to turn off work when Leia comes back from school to spend time with her, mm-hmm. knowing that she sleeps early. Mm. Um, and then yeah, spend some time with my wife, where it's just yeah, just quality time with her. Mm. Um, and then obviously with Noah as well. So yeah, it's just and Amelia. Mm. Mm. So yeah, it's just being intentional about loving, fathering, and being part of the family. Mm. And yeah, just recognizing that family is my first ministry, and so just being intentional about that as well. Mm. So yeah, those are like three, four things that again trimming off the fat and just mm. focusing on on what what it needs to be mm, mm, i say that with noah just resting on my on my shoulder <laughs> nice yeah no i think um pretty much the same the the tweets that i i was alluding to referring to the shade i mentioned you know it was to be um a good father be a better husband and be the best servant of god and i think that's 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 going to be like the underlying plan for the rest of the year of course for the rest of 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 my life really and like you said you know family is the first sort of um ministry yeah and so need to be relying on god a lot more to direct like one of the things i've been struggling with is 95 you know 40 hours a week i'm at work and not with um, my daughter but when i come back it's like sometimes i'm tired and yeah it's like i try to I've been trying to make it such that we we can we can do things, but I'm not being intentional about like just just wasting time or, or spending time, you know, and not be like, okay, I need to feed, I need to bath, I need to do this, I need to get these things done, and then get to sleep, sort of thing. So yeah, been praying yeah. about guidance there. You know, where I am more present with my family, more present with yeah. Sarah, more it's present weird. with Anita, more intentional with Anita. But at the same time, um, also, like, I know God's um, God's put on my heart, and, and well, I intended to have another podcast out every month, um, which is looking like that was far too ambitious with everything yeah. else. Um, but that's still coming, and I need to be working on that. Um, and so I, what, what for me it is, is literally just going to be relying on God to guide my steps, because I feel like there's a lot he's, put on my heart to do and I can mm. take that and try and run with it and be like okay I need to do this I need to do that but in as much as he's given it to me to do I need to go back to him to guide me in how to do it um, Amen. and then that's that's going to be my my thing for this year is yeah just just going back to to God to for the guidance to do what yeah. he's called to do yeah, yeah. I think then, two things that I wanted to um, flag I've forgotten one but what <laughs> yes I remember it now um <laughs> The first one is I heard someone say, especially in regards to like a nine to five, mm. we give the best of our day to our job and then we're almost left with the scraps for our family afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And that's 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 a real challenge because it's like we're not wanting to do a slapdash job at work mm. and then go home because you won't have a job for long. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that balance is really difficult yeah um and also secondly i think the reason why 
the tweet through me. I was I was I totally forgot about it. But the reason why the tweet through me, because even though you had the distinctions good, better, best, mm. you had numbered them one, two, three. Mm. So one was good, two was better, three was best. Yeah. So I think the conjunction of those two things threw me because mm. I would have associated <laughs> one with the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's. But yeah, yeah I think tis good. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, first hookups of the year. What first you got? Hookups of the year. Um, a Bible reading plan. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have anyone in specific. Anyone, mm. yeah, anyone's um, anyone specific reading plan, but mm. just an encouragement for all the listeners. This is the time if you haven't already on it, if uh, mm. gotten onto it, just dig into a yearly reading plan. Get yourself mm. in the Bible on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, if you get a, a yearly reading plan, you'll be going for about five, average five chapters a day. Mm. Um, sometimes two, sometimes three, but yeah, average five chapters a day. Mm. Um, you can do that on your commute, depending on the app that you're using, you can listen to it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, and it hopefully will help keep you consistent. Set yeah. yourself a reminder um, at a time that is realistic. Mm. And just be like, yeah, just just get into it there will be mm-hmm. times where you're just reading it to have i've read it today mm-hmm. but that's better mm-hmm. than not reading it at all yeah 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 i'll i'll just um not not my hookup but i'll just piggyback off of that i also mentioned daily audio bible because it's a good app and mm. podcast that i found useful i'm going through it for this third time um this Come year on. um so this year yeah well, no, no, rough, rough. no. It's third, third year. I'm going through it. Um, it was that rough, bro. It's only like the 12th of January. I you mad, you know. That's crazy. That's uh, just pro plus. Just you know, Peter just rocking on the chair, just listening to. Like, uh, uh, there's not enough hours. There's not enough hours to go through it. It's hey, like, you're reading out on like times two. Yeah. Um, but my actual hookup will be. Um, a book that I am reading as well called um, Mary Magdalene Never Wore Blue Makeup okay. or Blue Eyeshadow. I think that sounds like something that Robert would, would read. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. It, it's it's worded that way to pull people like Robert in, I'm, I'm presuming. But no, um, <laughs> I said we wouldn't slander him, I'm saying it's short. Um, it's, so it's, I mean, in the title it addresses whether or not Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. And um, because, you know, like their prostitutes would wear, you know, colourful makeup and whatnot. Mm. Um, and what I found is, is it's like a, I wouldn't say debunking, but it, it puts, it's a really good um, book about the Bible and about the context with which the Bible was written. So it's a really great, like, book about Bible study. Um, and yeah, I, I've, I'm going through it now. Uh but it's yeah, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So that yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a good book. It's a very good book. Kindle. Um, I'm I'm yeah, I'm listening to it on Audible, but there is the Kindle version. There's a hard copy version, I'm sure. Um, I'll link I'll link it. I'm I'm listening to it on Audible. Yeah. Um, I listen to a lot of on Audible now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 So yeah, I think that's uh that's about it. Um. First episode. I hope you guys can see. We are fathers, and this is not easy. Fam, this is not easy. This is consistency. So, 
I won't even apologize for the babies in the background because they're in our lives. You guys got to meet them, bro. They're part. They're yeah. part of the journey. They're part yeah, exactly. of us being who we are. Yeah. Saying that, yeah. my son's now trying to eat the headphones. <laughs> Needs to be done. No, but um, let me take a few thank our wives because Anita's been like, you know, she's been watching over Z and well, so she's had Z all day, and I haven't really helped much. And come and do this as well. It's, it's a lot. So, even though I think she listens, but I don't know if she listens to all of it. Um, <laughs> shout out to her. Shout out to Jamelia with Leia. Um, Bro, like when I tell you, yeah, I've jumped on a plant based diet again, yeah. Mm. So, Jamelia is literally downstairs cooking me a plant based meal oh. as she's taking care of Leia, and she's not feeling well herself. Uh, and I'm up here recording this thing, gosh. being with Noah. Yeah. Yeah. The, the sacrifices we make, man. But anyway, you guys, uh, yeah, you can reach us at uh, tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Uh, shout out to uh, Ruth for the intro and natural music. Shout out to Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing um, logo. Um, follow us on our socials uh, at the furnace at the furnace UK. And yeah, also I wanna I wanna start asking this year if you guys can leave a review um, on Apple Music or on SoundCloud wherever you listen in your apps, um, it does help get the podcast out there, get it to more people. Um, so yeah, please leave us an honest review and that would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I think honest uh, being five star, yeah. <laughs> honest being oh these guys let their kids in the podcast too much. <laughs> Um, thank you guys for listening thank you and uh, my prayer is that whatever your goals are for this year that you see them to the end hashtag so goals in alignment with God's will so Come more on. importantly that you see God's will in your life mm. uh, this, and uh, yeah alright I think that's the that's fairness uh, signing out yes sir alright black black